0: Welcome to the Nexus podcast, Aims for the Stars. Today we're meeting with Morning Moon. Hi, I'm Ames, and Would you like to introduce yourselves today?
1: Yes, I'm Cameron. I'm the uh, guitar player and lead singer for Morning Moon. My name's Thomas. I'm the bass
2: player slash, I guess you could say, uh, pianist and backing vocals for Morning Moon.
3: And I'm David Wingard. I'm the drummer.
0: That's great to meet you today, guys. Thank you for coming to meet with us and interview today. You Thank you, as you as for well. having us. No trouble. Okay, so let's get started with how did you come across your band name?
1: Well, we used, to, um, we used to practice and jam out at David's cabin. He used to have this land and he had this cabin out there and we'd go to practice out there and one night. Uh, I think we were just coming up with band names and David had said it and yeah. we just it just kind of stuck yeah yeah we were I mean
3: the typical just sitting in the living room on a couple couches in a circle and just throwing out names and eventually I thought that it should have like three syllables or less like short and sweet mm-hmm. and it should be you know something cool obviously and i thought morning moon was pretty cool because it was like in the morning but usually when you think of morning there's a sun not a moon because yeah. it's in the morning so we just did morning moon and we spelled it differently yeah. for the morning i
2: think i think uh one of us came to the idea was like instead of it being like morning like in the morning have it like morning as in like you're grieving so it's kind of a um, Just kind of a play on words.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it works really well. Um, I think it suits your music perfectly. It's good Mm -hmm. sync there. But yeah, I like the play on words of Morning Moon.
4: Yeah, thank
2: you. Yeah, it was just it just kind of came up spur of the moment. And you know, we all kind of ran with it and everybody loved it, so we kind of just stuck with it. Yep.
0: So how did you all meet? How did the band get together? How did all this start?
1: Um So in junior high, well, me and David went to junior high together, um, and we were in, you know, all the classes together, so we'd go after school and, you know, not do our homework and play drums and guitar instead, (laughs) and uh, we would, you know, every day after school, we'd go do that, so me and David had our little stuff on the side. Uh, We didn't really have a band at the time, but we were, like, you know, just jamming, learning cover songs and things like that. Mm. Um, We did that for three years, coming into high school um and then when we got our senior year of high school we met thomas uh, and we jammed at that cabin we were just talking about um uh, where we got the band name from mm-hmm. and yeah but, that was it yeah, i mean we just
2: kind of came kind of came together Me and cam met at work and um you know whenever they were jamming we and him would jam and then uh one day we were, he told me to come on and we were we went to the cabin that's where I met David and you know we
1: just kind mm-hmm. of you know kind of set up our instruments I was like all right yeah let's jam yeah. a little and bit we live in a, we live in a small fairly small town too so like everybody kind of knows everybody mm-hmm. so it's yeah. either by either by either directly or by word of mouth yeah
0: yeah. yeah, I'm the same and I'm in like a village over here. So in the yes. UK and uh, everybody knows everybody. And I work in a shop and they all know you. They know where you live. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's really tight-knit.
2: Yeah, it feels like that over here as well. You know, everybody knows exactly where everybody's at.
0: Mm-hmm. It's certainly a nice feeling though. So some people don't like to put their music into genres or into a certain pattern. How would you describe your music?
1: Um, well, we don't like to do that either. We kind of like I to, just don't know how. Yeah, and yeah, we really don't know how to stick to one thing because we'll be writing songs and like it will go one song will go a totally different direction than another one, and then you know it's like ten different genres in one. So I don't even know what genre music. we would be.
3: I think it would uh, be more accurate if someone else
1: <laughs> gave that us a genre. never
3: heard our music listens to it for the first time and then decides what genre it belongs in yeah
4: because
3: if we try to decide what genre it belongs in we've been writing it and playing it over and over and listening to it and we're almost almost sick and tired of listening to the same songs over and over so it'd be really hard to
2: categorize it for us but usually what i say is whenever they whenever somebody tries to say or ask the question you know what kind of what genre of music do y'all play i just say we play rock music yeah, yeah. no uh i mean know. it's not country we know yeah. that it's, it's not, not rap yeah it's just it's just rock you know some whether, kind of rock whether it be hard rock you know space rock soft rock you know that's yeah. up that's up for the listener to decide it's not right. not our place you know it can evoke different emotions you know for the, for the listener, so whatever they want to categorize us in, you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree with
0: that. That's it. When you've got a band with dynamics and you can change your dynamics, you, some people just don't want to put themselves like yourself in that box, so you're not stuck there. And if you've got it in your band to move around in different ways and you can add that dynamic, then you've got to right. go for it. So
2: yeah. well, that, I totally and that-
0: understand that.
2: And that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing too. It's you know, we don't want to pigeonhole ourselves to a select group of already audi- uh, select group of people. We wanna, you know, appeal ourselves to everybody. So that's why that's another reason why we like to say we play rock, because it it applies to so many different uh, sub subtitles are like different styles of rock. So, mm-hmm. you know, it can just be appealing for everybody. It doesn't yeah. have to be for one specific demographic.
0: That's it, totally with you. Um, how do you all come across your creative processes? How, how do you get together as a band and get that going?
4: Uh,
1: we don't really have a specific way we do it. But we, well, we just... all know
3: when it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's obvious when we're starting to come up with ideas and then someone says, like, okay, let's start remembering this or let's start writing this down. Or let's start recording this on our phones or something because we're about to come up with something good.
1: Yeah, normally we'll come up with something at practice and, you know, we'll record it. If everybody really loves it, we'll send it to everybody. You know, everybody will write parts to it and we'll come back and try to, you know, fiddle with it a little bit. But yeah, there's no specific way we write songs. It's kind of just go with the flow. Um, When it happens, it happens type of thing. But we're constantly. Because if it
3: gets too scheduled and like organized if it's too like yeah at that point it feels if like it's too policed then it's not going to be generic yeah, or like it feels like work at that point we don't like it to
2: feel like we like it to be this, like, yeah you know. and then and then uh with that as well sometimes you know if we if it's like more relaxed and more chill you know sometimes you can catch that lightning in the bottle you know sometimes the the, the idea might not be there but somebody will start playing and then somebody else will join in and then the whole band joins in and it's like, this is, this is something, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's work on it. Let's build upon it. So, yeah. and that's what we do. And then in terms of like lyrics, um, I say for me, whenever, cause we all, you know, write lyrics. Um, for me personally, I like to, uh, think of like my own, like life experiences and try to put pen to paper on what I've dealt with in life to, uh, try to, Convey it to the people, you know, because sometimes people relate to different things that have happened in every and different people's lives. So just kind of being more human, you know, being more vulnerable with our lyrics. That's what we. That's what I like to do personally, because you know, everybody has a story. So uh, why not convey my story into something that I like to do? You know, channel it into mm. music, and who knows? Maybe you might have that one person that's like, I know what he, I, I know what he's singing about because. I've dealt with that I've been through that and to me that's very satisfying is to know that you know my lyrics are speaking to somebody to you know conveying a message to them and to say that you know like it's going to be okay or you know yeah this is what I've dealt with and you know wherever whatever things have happened you know it it all relates we're all we're all connected in one way or another
0: that's it and it is about that connection but you get to choose your environment of how you connect as the band and enjoy yourselves as well, because you've got to remember to enjoy it. Like you're saying, you've got to all feel that communication, but having that time together to just like you say, add on and feel it, it's, it's a lot better to your environment of learning what you're after. Um, but some people, you know, they do struggle to come across how to learn, how to just settle down and just get to pen to paper or get onto the guitar and let it go. So, you know, all advice is always good advice. Everybody needs that help sometimes. So when when we talk about this and we talk about how people settle down and learn how to put music and get it together with their band, it's quite important to a lot of people, especially if you're novice or you're learning, you know, it's, It's great to get that aspect.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people, or you know, some bands will overthink what they're doing, and it will just lead to not having fun, not having a good time because they're overthinking their instruments, overthinking their lyrics. They can't write songs because they're, you know. Yeah, we just like to keep it. We just like to keep it fun, not overthink it. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that's. And when you're overthinking a lot
3: of the time, it's holding you back you won't be able to produce and when you're not producing you have nothing to like go back and listen to to even decide whether it's good or not Mm -hmm. so you kind of just have to relax and just execute like like writing a story when you're writing lyrics write a story and then just make it have certain syllables on each line and then make it rhyme at the end of each line and then you can put all the musical instruments to it and if that process doesn't work for you then you can do it in a different order but at least after you do it once you can go back and listen to it decide if it's good or bad and then change your way of doing it if it didn't work out
2: yeah Yeah. we like to say you know build a solid foundation and then build on top of that as we like to be very relaxed with our foundation you know no expectations, just, you know, what sounds good. And then if it sounds good, that's where we go back and, you know, start to build on top of that kind of like a cake, you know, you know, just build up uh, like the lyrics and then the, the music and then the execution. Then you put the sprinkles on
0: it. Of course. <laughs> Can't forget the sprinkles. No. But no, it, it could be a hard position for people to be in. They're just looking like how does all this come together? So totally appreciate that. Thank you. So how was music introduced to you when you were younger or in the earlier years?
1: Um for me me and my my dad introduced me to music for sure. Um he's a big uh, metal head, big music guy in general, but me and I used to burn CDs with him and you know like um, I would like go in the living room while my parents were sleeping when I was like three or four and try to put the Aussie DVD in. Cause I knew they wouldn't let me watch it. And, uh, yeah, just things like that. Just going around the house, listening to, music's always constantly on at our house or it was and it still is. But yeah, I mean, definitely my dad for sure. I would have to say
2: my dad too, you know, it wasn't the most conventional um, way of listening to music, you know, some, some dads would be like, "Hey, do you want to go listen to you know this Van Halen CD or, or or um, you know like Guns N' Roses?" My dad was always like, "Hey, you want to listen to this King Crimson CD?" I was like, and you know they kind of it blew my mind because you know who listens to King Crimson at like eight or nine years old? Uh, I feel like I'm the only yeah. one. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like I'm the only one. So you know, my dad had a very interesting taste in music, and you know that. As I got older, I started to form my own my own opinions on different types of music. But the foundation that my dad laid there was definitely, you know, helped set the motion on how I wanted to, you know, play music, you know, whether whether it be on bass or what whatnot, you know, different instrument, you know. So that's how I learned it. And he had his huge vinyl connect, collection that I used to uh, listen to whenever I was on uh, vacation for summer and my mom and dad would be at work, I would just, you know, Pop on a pop on a vinyl to the turntable and just listen to it. And so I I I also you know my dad was also the one that really introduced me to music and started opening my eyes to different types of music.
3: Yeah, I would say the same for me too. My dad had a big influence on the kind of music I liked because that's what we would listen to in the car everywhere, and you know it was mostly seventies, eighties, nineties rock early 2000s and but when i really got interested in like playing the music listening to what the instrumentalist could actually do and i could actually learn to appreciate the music that really started when guitar hero came out
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> our hero was for sure a big big, big and
3: too. yeah I mean, it sounds cliche, but that's really the honest truth. Guitar Hero is what started me on, like, really appreciating rock music. Um, And drums just happened to be the instrument that I started with. Because I got a drum kit for my birthday one year, and uh,
1: I just learned how to play them. Here we are. But mm-hmm. we can all play. We can all play like all different kinds of instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: that's cool. It's great to draw influences from when we were young, and especially when it's come from our parents. We do hear a lot of people say, just their parents growing up, listening in the car, mom cleaning up, dad in the garage doing things. So it's it's really nice to hear that people do just get that, and it carries on throughout their life and their music. Um, who was your inspiration growing up? What might have triggered the music maybe you're hitting today?
1: Um, mine was definitely Black Sabbath and Ozzy. Just really Ozzy in general. I, my dad had all the CDs and like all the DVDs of Ozzy, and I always wanted to see. I, I just liked how crazy he was. I always wanted to go see him live, but, you know, I unfortunately never got to. I, I don't know. Maybe I will. But, yeah. uh <laughs> I mean, your first concert—you weren't even born yet, huh? Yeah, definitely, definitely Black Sabbath. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you have the like the guitar players that inspired me, probably like Zach Wilde, uh, lead frontman that inspired me, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. A big one um, yeah, those are those are probably my main three: Zach Wilde, Ozzy, and probably Dave Grohl. Yeah.
2: Now, I think for me. um first concert I ever went to was the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was 10 and I was with my dad. And so, you know, that really lit a fire in me being able to see like, Oh, you know, like the music that I was listening to in the car or at the house, I get to see them live. And then the biggest band for me that influenced me in terms of like my playing ability was definitely Rush. Cause I used to live, I used to listen to Rush with my dad all the time, listen to Neil Peart, you know, his drumming parts. And then, that was what drew me in. And then, you know, Getty Lee made me fall in love with the bass, being, being able to see like everything that he does, his versatility, his, his playing style. It just really uh, captivated me in a way that, you know, nobody else really has. And then more recently, you know, we went to go see Muse in concert and I think they're, they're another band, you know, just the showmanship, the, the, the music, the musicality of what they're able to do on stage and, you know, translated from, the the record to the stage. I think they're uh, superior, and that and that's just my opinion. You know, I love I love them, and that's more one of the more recent influences on me.
3: Um, mine is definitely just all the grunge stuff, like Allison Chains and um, Nirvana. I hate to say Nirvana because it's so like mainstream, but I like all of the Nirvana stuff, not just the like. Smells like Teen Spirit and like all the the stuff that everybody else doesn't know. The stuff that you have to actually go into their album and look for. The deep cuts. Yeah, Yeah. like. And what's some other grunge band? Queens of the Stone Age is really good. Stone Temple Pilots. I'd say Queens of the Stone Age right now is probably my favorite to just go and listen to because my favorite changes a lot
4: yeah but
3: they just they just they put as of new- right now it's queens of the Stone Age, <laughs> and they
4: just put out a new <laughs> tomorrow, album tomorrow to
1: be somebody that-
3: <laughs> next week it'll probably be i don't know chili peppers or something but
2: yeah they just put out a new album too so we've all been kind of listening to that you know yeah. seeing like oh man like this song is good this song is good this song is good. the whole album really good bad
1: song.
2: yeah okay.
0: That's it. And you could definitely see your influences that you've all spoke about there in your music completely, um, which, you know, we'll let people hear in a bit. But for myself, like everything you're speaking about, the news, um, definitely Ozzy Osbourne in there and definitely the flow of Alice in Jeans. is definitely all in the music when you're listening. So I was going to say to you guys, at least two or three of them that you already mentioned, yeah. that I was like, I hear that. So yeah' it's, it's great that you've got that influence still flowing through your music. That's really good.
2: We like to wear our influences on our sleeves, definitely. You know Let people know like we're unique. We write our own music, but you can definitely tell like where we draw influences from. That's definitely something that I think we are proud of is to you know make our own music, but yet you know pay, pay homage to those that came before us. Because they set the stage for what we're able to do
0: now. But you really make it flow like the the, the ways that you're seeing things. It's got a great flow and it's it's great to listen to. Um, it's not like just popped in there somewhere in the middle a little bit. Of this it it just really goes from it's well thought about is what I'm trying to probably get yeah. at there. Yeah. Thank you. The dynamics. <laughs> we have got to get posh there, haven't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got to keep the yeah up, <laughs> listeners. Listen. <laughs> okay. So, how do you balance all your music and having time with the band and obligations with work or things that you have with your family? Uh, I'd say that
1: would be the hardest thing. <laughs> yeah.
0: To, uh, definitely.
1: Yeah, that's harder than playing. Harder. That's the hardest thing to do.
4: Yeah. Um,
1: we all have full time jobs, so I mean, we all. I guess, well, yeah, I mean, all of our jobs are full-time. We all work five days a week, and we have to figure out, you know, yeah. what evening everybody's going to be on. I'm outside. about to have a baby. Yeah. yeah. He's about that's going to have gonna be a full-time job yeah, he's, number two.
2: Yeah, so. he's he's uh, about to have a kid in, what, like a week,
1: maybe less? Yeah, maybe less.
2: Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that's a – it's it's kind of difficult to balance it
2: out, but we get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I think what Cam said, you know, that's the hardest thing is trying to figure out that the balance of, you know, work and then the band. But Mm -hmm. usually if we go play like out of town shows, that's easy. That's the easiest part for us is we just ask off work for, you know, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And, you know, we go play our show, have fun and then come back the next day. That's that's the easy part for us. It's just finding out the time that, you know, it's like the stars aligning almost. It feels like sometimes, you know, trying to get to
1: yeah, we try to, that's why we try, to. like, when we're by ourselves, we try to um, learn all of our songs and all the stuff we're supposed to do, you know, by ourselves and also at practice. So, because we can only practice, you know, a certain amount of times a week, so mm-hmm. yeah. we're constantly practicing by ourselves as well. Yeah, so, I think that keeps us in even balance with the um, difficulty of trying to figure out a day to practice. And, you know, just coming up with stuff on our
2: own as well, you know, just... Sending, you know, thankfully with technology nowadays, it's like you can hit record on your phone and, you know, come up with something and then send it in the group chat. Hey, what do you all think of this? You know, and then it's like, yeah, I like it. Let me come up with something. And so that also really helps as well. It's just having that that extra layer of communication and kind of getting uh, demos to each other. And then, you know, once we get once we do get together, you know, it's like, hey, you all want to work on that song that I was showing you all or. Or that you were mm-hmm. showing me or whoever's showing somebody, and then once we do that's that's where we're able to create the music It's just you know it's it, we find we try to find the, the silver lining in the in the dark cloud is you know we might not be able to get together you know as frequently as we may want to at times, but thankfully through technology we're able to be in communication on trying to write new write, write new material, and then once we do get together, we just work on that material. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it. It's just about finding time, and like you said, communicating and understanding between each other, you know, personal aspects and things like that. And mm-hmm. um, do you manage to get any time for hobbies, or do you have any hobbies you'd like to still yeah. carry on with?
1: I'm I'm so sunburnt right now because I've been golfing all day. I'm a big golfer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we find time. We find yeah. Time. Yeah. I've think- been
3: fishing a good bit. <laughs>
2: So, yeah i'm I'm starting to get into the the gym a lot too, so that also yeah. you know it's a it's a great hobby, and it's also a stress reliever sometimes so you know just whenever everything you know feels like the world's falling on top of you you know found that extra hobby to kind of just you know let loose into besides music it yeah. really puts into perspective a lot of things, and so that really helps ground us as well so mm-hmm. that you know and even that sometimes so, our our hobbies might be able to you know <laughs> influence and inspire our music as well,
3: yeah, even though playing the music is fun it can be a lot of work sometimes because you got to load you got to unload all the stuff out of the little room that you have it in you got to set all your mics up your PA system so it all works right when you play your gig wherever you play your gig you have to make sure everything works and the Man. drum sets and the amps and the guitars and everything yeah, and you have to do that every time you practice. So it's not like you're just going to practice. You you have to make everything work. Yeah. unload everything, load it back up.
2: And then you, you always know. have that thing in the back of your mind, and you know, like in case something does happen to go
1: wrong, how do we fix it? Yeah, it's not like we have a managing management team yet. So like we have to do all this shit yeah. by ourselves. Our, or, or roadies. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> one day, one day
1: hopefully you that's know our, that's our goal
2: that's our that's our goal right now is to have somebody have people unload and load in and sound check for us because like i said every single show that we that we uh that we've played we've done it ourselves yep. and you know we're proud of it because you know we're we can say you we've know learn like, how, yeah, how to set yeah we learn how to set equipment up so we good. can
3: we can train if anybody wants to help us if it, if anybody wants a uh guitar tech job or something we can train people
2: yeah <laughs> it's not that hard it's that once you've done it for a while it, it just it, you know like the back of your hand
0: yeah. that's it and um, it it can be hard to get it all to work together and get it collabing as such together with everything in a band but like you say, once you're understanding each other it's perfect
2: it's like learning an instrument sometimes you know at first it's going to be hard but once you get it once you get it you, get, you got it
4: yeah
0: yeah, That's it, it just all takes practice and time and obviously, like you said before, going away on your own sometimes and taking that space away to just have a little go on your own before you come together with the band again and have a go that way.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, how do you think the social media has changed uh, music now for bands and musicians?
3: It's definitely harder to make a living off of just... Recording and releasing music now, because you can't just sell your records like
1: like you used to. Yeah, but it's also easier to sell your
4: records. Yeah.
2: Social but media, but you can't
1: sell them in a store.
2: Social media has definitely changed changed the whole game. You know, it's you know back then it was ba- it was basically you know cut a record and then you know go on tour. Now it's you know mar- marketing yourselves. You know, like yeah. our, like ourselves, you would have to market it's ourselves. Not everybody
3: knows how to work Spotify and, or iTunes. Yeah,
2: but not just that too, you know, with Instagram and Facebook and all of that, you know, just within the past five to ten years, it's just been, you know, exploding with content creators and,
1: mm-hmm. and all that kind yeah, of stuff. It's definitely become a lot more saturated. I feel like there's definitely a lot more artists that you're having to compete with and a lot more artists that people are listening to just because you can, you know, you can wake up, get right on your phone and listen to whoever whoever you want. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, back then, if you were the, if you were the big band around town and everybody Mm -hmm. knew who you were, because, you know, there was, wasn't as much competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Um, most
3: of the time, if you wanted to have a song, then you bought the whole album, put it in your car, and you listen to every song just to listen to that one song that you wanted. And that's how you learned all of the, the band's music and that's how you came to like the band.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, definitely, which with the streaming services, you know, you can, just, you, can, you, can, you. <laughs> you can just you can just pick and choose what songs you want instead of, you know, like, like David said, buying the whole album because sometimes in order for you to know, like Led Zeppelin for example, they would always they would never release singles. So they wanted they wanted you to go buy the whole album. Whereas nowadays, you know, if you want to listen to a song, oh, I can just look at, look up that one song from that one artist, and then you know, just listen to that song. Whereas it makes it harder for the musician to be able to convey the whole the whole meaning of that album to the people, because you know, for us, we like to write we like to write uh like a whole album, not like a concept album, but kind of you know for an album to loosely tell a story i guess you could say it's kind of a concept album but not really you know because sometimes each different each different song might convey a different human emotion and if somebody gets fixated on one song you know it's not really telling the whole story of us and we want to tell the whole story of us
0: that's it and there are so many aspects like you have the listeners out there like you say want to listen to the cd and just pop it in the car i want to hear what else they've got to give but some people, like, wake up with a song in their mind and can just type in Spotify or YouTube and it's there on your in front of your face. But, you know, a lot of people did struggle to get out their music and production. But also a, a good note is, is you don't always get that money that you may have got for an album back in right. the day. There's
1: definitely pros and cons to
0: it. Yeah. It's, yeah,
2: blessing and a curse, you know. I think it's changed the game. And, you know, it's changed the game and for the better, and sometimes it changes it for the worse. So you just kind it's more of adapting to the environment that you're in now. So that's what we're kind of navigating is how do we adapt, you know, because we all we listen to the stories, you know, oh, my dad got to go see, you know, this concert for, you know, this amount of money. And, you know, nowadays, you know, like, for example, Taylor Swift, she selling selling out all these stadiums, and, you know, good for her because she's a great – She, I think she's a good artist, you know, but it's also, you know – the social media aspect of it, it gets everywhere. Everybody knows her songs and everybody loves her songs. And so that also has to deal with, you know, pricing as well. You know, social media pretty much dictates your worth in a sense. And yeah. sometimes and people might think that, you know, oh, if you're not big on social media, you're not big at all. Whereas I feel as though it can be the complete opposite, you know. People. Some people like that underground music. You know, whenever there bands up and coming, going to play more
1: intimate shows. That's where you yeah. get. That's where you get to know the artist. Yeah, and also you got to do a lot of marketing. I mean, you have to do a shit, shitload of marketing. Um, and I think some bands might not know how to do that as well as others. So, but those bands that don't know how to do that could be a hundred times better than all these other bands, but they just don't know how to market. So nobody will get there. Nobody will listen to them because they can't
2: get out to them. So, um, yeah,
0: so so there's definitely an education to it, isn't there? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's almost, like I wish they would put put out a class, how to, ma- how to manage social media one-on-one. Yeah. It's,
4: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so it can be hard for anybody, like whether you're a band or a musician trying to get out there, we find it as podcasters as well as it's hard for our team sometimes to, you got to catch all of the you know all your algorithm and you've got to be up and you've got to be on time and make sure you're catching the people but at the same time it's it it could be if you're pulled along a different place you don't find sometimes the place you were trying to go so like you say in that marketing aspect you've you've got to know where to be and how to keep going it could be quite difficult
2: yeah it's Mm -hmm. sometimes it's you know you want to market to everybody and instead of marketing to everybody you select you market to a select few and then You know, it may not be the way that you want to go, but it's also, you know, that's where you have to adapt. It's how do we adapt to the situation that we're in now? And so that's really the hardest thing is trying to find that niche group of people to market to. You know, we're so like I said, we're still trying to cut our teeth, trying to find that demographic that we really appeal to the most. And then, you know, as we as we figure it out, how do you go from there? How do you market? How do you market to not only them, but to other people that you want your music to
0: get out to. That's it. It's like just talking over how you've become a band, it's it's quite, you know, evidential that you've had to learn how to work with your own music by yourself and learn how to edit, etc., and sort out your sound and then come through marketing. You're you're picking up a lot of aspects to become a band. It's it's a whole money pot of different bits in your bags. <laughs> that- but again it's money as well because you've got yeah. to do that now on certain programs you have to pay for it so that you can use it and it can be hard
2: right. and sometimes it can get a little bit overwhelming as well you know just trying yeah. try to navigate all those different aspects because back then it, it almost felt like the band was just there to make the music and play the shows whereas now the band has to do that on top of you know kind of letting them into kind of letting the people come in your personal life you know in a sense and trying to you know ground yourself to who we are as musicians to the general population. And sometimes it can just get a little bit overwhelming, just trying to balance all of it together. And then, you know, so that's kind of a hard, hard thing to hard pill to swallow. Sometimes just having to learn everything and then getting overwhelmed by it. But then, you know, we have each other. So, you know, it's not like we have to go through it alone. You know, it's everybody has to, everybody has to go through it. So we just kind of figure out a way to do it together.
0: And that's it. You need a team sometimes. Well, mainly now these days you do need a team and someone to help you. You can't just do it on your own. You do need help. Um, we have a team ourselves and we're always busy. It's nonstop. You've always got a job to be done if it's social yeah. media. <laughs> yeah. um, well, we're going to take um, a little look now at one of your songs. Um, uh, we'll come back and have a talk about it. And uh, you can let us know how it all come about. So we're gonna to listen to you now is sex on Saturn and then we'll come back in a moment let's go.
4: All right cool. go.
0: just listening to sex on Sutton from morning moon how did you guys come across making this song
2: i think uh one that's
1: day a good
2: question. I, don't really remember. I think all, <laughs> how it came about was one day i was listening to um this artist that's from colombia his name is Juanes, and i was listening to him and you know kind of got me inspired to write kind of like a latin song you know very latin inspired and so i just jumped on the guitar and came up with the with this uh, chord progression and I brought it to the guys and they were like, what do y'all think about this? And then, you know, played it for them. It's like, you know, it's got potential. So, you know, we worked on it and worked on it and then shelved it, you know, almost didn't see the light of day. And then we came back to it and, you know, added different added different parts, added a solo and then, um, you know, added the
1: lyrics to it. And then lo and behold,
2: Sex, Sex on, Saturn. on
4: Saturn. Yeah. yeah. Really
1: Thomas's. Thomas brought that bass line up and that was kind of the foundation for
2: it. Yeah. And kind of just, yeah. So we just, we, you know, worked on it and worked on it, you know, trying to get get it to where it is now. And, you know, whenever we first started it with it, it was completely different from what it sounds like yeah. now. And I, yeah. the, the name actually, you know, because some songs, you know, are inspired by like, you know, extraterrestrials. So it's kind of, so it's, you know, we... Thought about you know because there's a drink called Sex on the Beach, and so we were like, well, we're writing a song about you know going into outer space. Why don't we just call it Sex on
1: Saturn? And so that's where the name came about as well. Mm -hmm. We wanted it to sound really spacey, and have a spacey name to it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of the lyrics in that song kind of it made it sound like you're trying to be with your lover or whatever, and you can't be with her. Him, uh, unless you go somewhere far
1: away, which is, you know, in this case, it's Saturday. Yeah, it's almost like you're falling (laughs) in love in space. Yeah. Basically, the gist of the song. It's,
2: it's, 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 I categorize it as a love song, you know, in a sense, you know, but it's got many different aspects to it. You know, people might interpret different ways, but I think when we, when we wrote it, we kind of wanted it to go kind of in like a, a love song direction and just see where it went.
4: And, you
0: know, it worked out. Yeah. I definitely read it as that myself. You can hear everything you're trying to say in there. But it's got like a moody feeling going in. So it's taking you in at the beginning. It's quite good that way. You've got a nice introduction there to just take you through. And then the alliteration, you're managing to learn the song as the listener pretty well as well. So that's always good when you, as a listener, you can just collect that song and then it's stuck then in your mind. You know, it works
2: yeah, we try to make we. That song we we wanted we wanted to make a very catchy song, you know, just something that grabs the listener's ear, and you know, they can move along to, they can sing to, they can dance to. That was kind of the goal with that song. It's just something that kind of you know, like a feel-good song, you know.
0: Definitely, and it works for a lot of people. People don't always want to necessarily listen to a ballad. They want something that's going to give them some drive and get up and go for that day. So. Yeah. Need these songs.
2: <laughs> yeah. I people, think people like quick songs. Yeah, quick I think yeah. I think uh, for the for that song, you know, to me it's almost as if you're in a bar and you're going to grab a drink, you know, and you know you happen to somebody happened to catch you, catch your eye and say, you know, when that song comes on we're gonna kinda of give them that little push to go talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of a way I look at it.
0: That's it. And um, when you're coming across making these songs and um, you're growing, who has been your most like professional mentor? Who has helped you remember things or made you aware of something you wanted to get out there? Me? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um,
1: probably, uh, well, so my dad actually acts as like the uh, our manager, the one that books like all of our shows. he have been a big uh, help. Yeah, he's been a big yeah. help. He, I'd say he, he's always on our ass about band stuff. You know, reminding us that we had a podcast today, or reminding us, you know, you that show. we have a show next weekend. Or hey, Ask get, off of work, like, or hey, like, get yeah. your ass in the studio. Yeah, get in the studio. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he kind of acts as our manager, you know, for now.
0: That's it. It's always good to have someone you can always trust as well. And they're going to tell you what you need to know, honestly. So someone that close is good sometimes for you to feel comfortable, isn't it? Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Um, when you're in front of an audience and you're doing your shows that are coming up and things, how do you get the confidence there? How are you feeling when you want to get in front of an audience? What's taking you where in your mind?
1: I go in the bathroom and do a couple jumping jacks and then take a shot. I'm good. Um, there's, I don't really, I'm nervous for like, I'm only nervous walking up to the stage. I'm not nervous playing. So it's not really too big of a deal for me. Now we've never played in front of like 20,000 people. Now I might be nervous. I might be way more nervous then, but um, for the yeah. crowds we're playing for now, no, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous beforehand, like I can't eat and things like that. But then once we actually start playing, it's fine.
2: Yeah, I
0: think uh,
1: – what were you going to say? I mean, it's
3: – like like he said, we haven't played in front of thousands yet. We've played in front of hundreds. And I think if we did play in front of ten, twenty thousand 20,000 people, it would be a different story. We would – would get a little butterflies, you know.
2: Yeah, I think uh, when we, the first, I think the only time we've actually been like nervous, nervous was definitely our first show because, you know, it's, you know, the first show. And but it you- was
3: also our most exciting one because yeah. we have never played in front of people at that point and we really <laughs> wanted to, like we were excited to do that. And I think the excitement kind of
1: overrided the. Mm. nervous and when we uh we a couple months ago we went to la and we played the whiskey at go-go and i was i was actually pretty nervous for that show just because like some of my some of my idols have played there lots of them actually and we played on the same stage and it was it was in los angeles i don't know yeah that made me nervous there was a little bit Mm. nerve-wracking
2: i don't don't know for for me for me playing that show was i a little bit nervous yeah but i think after we got going. Yeah, I think was... you, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just have you have to treat it as just another gig, you know, to kind of combat the nervousness. You know, you can't think of, yeah. oh, I'm playing in front of the whiskey, go go, oh, I'm playing and you know, in the rainbow room. You just have to think of it as, oh, you know, it's just another show. And I think if you treat it as if you're just playing another show, then the, uh, the jitters and the nervousness eventually go away over time. And then, you know, you just... You're just playing because you want you wanna have fun. And then once you have fun, you know, that's when you're starting to get that crowd interaction. And the big thing for us is we we feed off of crowd interaction. You know, the more that we give to them and the more that they respond to us, it just fuels us even more. And it's like a it's like a yin and yang kind of thing, you know. The more that the more that we feed off of them, the more that they feed off of us. And that's something that we really love to do is just have that crowd interaction. Make you know, seeing them jump around or singing or, you know, just having a good
1: time—that's yeah. the biggest thing for us. Uh, another thing that'll make you really nervous is if you don't know your what you're supposed to do.
0: So, I mean, yeah. as long as you know what you're Definitely. supposed to
1: do, and you know, you you know, we're fine. So,
0: that's it. It's always great that you've got your band to see each other go through that as well. You've worked that far, and it like you're saying, you know, oh, it's not been thousands, but even in front of hundreds, that's that's you know, an aspect there to people that. They're, they're waiting to see you that there's still hundreds of people that are yeah, wanting to yeah. support you and and they're excited for your music so you know like you said when you're feeding off that crowd and they're feeding off you that's it must be a magical feeling
2: oh yeah and you know for some t- for some people it could be a little it could be overwhelming you know to be in front of that that many people but i think but thankfully for us we don't have you know that kind of nervousness. nervousness you know we're pretty much all extroverts and, you know, we love to interact with people. And so just all of us being able to interact with people, you know, kind of calms us down a little bit as well. You know, there's not that big anticipation that you have in the pit of your stomach, just, you know, like, Oh, I got to go play in front of all these people. You yeah, know, Yeah, it's a
3: lot different than just sitting down with a guitar and trying to show two or three people that you're good at playing the guitar. Like that would be a whole different scenario than playing in front of like 50 to 150 people um when you're when you're on a stage in front of that many people playing something that was scheduled and you practice for it it's you're obligated to make it
4: good yeah yes. i mean and
3: you yeah. you practice it so it's just it just Sorry. becomes fun at yeah. that point you know it's not like you're trying to prove anything because you're already on that stage for a reason.
2: Yeah. You know, but yeah, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, sometimes it, it works out for us and, you know, we, we, we play with the purpose, you know, and our purpose is to make everybody, you know, have a good time, whether it's for, you know, those two to three hours, you know, we just, we want to, we want to grab everybody's attention to make sure and let them know like, Hey, have a good time with us and we'll have a great great time with y'all. Yeah. It's
0: just that that type of uh, energy. That's it. And if you're having fun and people can see having fun, it, it's just, it's it's electric. People want to copy, they want to feel it too. And they're there, they wanting to enjoy the time that you're spending together.
4: Right.
0: Um, and then that makes it a totally different experience um, for both of you that way. It's always great when the audience has that aspect. Um, you were talking there a bit about how... You know, you could get a bit nervous and you've got to settle yourself and you've got to spend time, you know, getting yourself prepared. Um, how was mental health from when you're younger to now changed for yourselves? You know, how do you have to work it now you're older compared to when you're younger? Do you have different ways of having, like, coping mechanisms there as such? I'm not
1: a big... I'm not a big uh, mental person? Yeah, I... <laughs> My personality has been the same since I was, like, two years old. So, I mean, I don't have – I've never had any mental box, really. I'm kind of just gonna go with the flow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Definitely, uh, for me at least, you know, just growing
2: older and just seeing how much has changed within the past, you know, 20 years, you know, it can get a bit overwhelming. And, you know, going back to our conversation about having a hobby, that really helps out with, like – being able to check out, you know, of all of those insecurities and all of the and all of the uh, and all of the things that are going on around around the world right now. Just kind of being able to disconnect and do your own thing, and then come back. It definitely helps in terms of you know maintaining your mental health and you know trying to, you know, focus on what needs to be focused on at hand. I think being able
3: to play music in general plays a big impact on my mental health personally. Because especially with music like Alice in Chains with the kind of lyrics they have and like if you really delve into that stuff and uh, like if I get in an argument or a big fight with one of my friends at school or my dad or like my girlfriend at one point or whatever it was that just made me down for that week or so. Just go hit. I can go <laughs> smash the drums and I would feel better. I mean basically.
1: Yeah, I guess that yeah, I guess I could answer it in that same aspect. Yeah.
3: Because it was fun and I was doing what I was good at and just the <laughs> fact that it sounded good when I was doing it, it was like uh comforting.
2: Yeah. And sometimes like that also plays a role in how we write our lyrics as well, you know, just Whatever we might be going through at the time, you know, it could serve as a huge inspiration for, you know, our next song, you know, whether it be a positive or a negative, it just really helps. And that's why I say I like to write about my life experiences is to, you know, whether what I'm going through at the time, I just want to convey, you know, into music because I feel like that's the that's my best source of, you know, channeling my inner happiness or my inner frustrations is through music, whether it be through lyrics or through the music itself. You know, sometimes the music might be very aggressive, but the lyrics might be telling a completely different story. You know, it just really depends. You know, sometimes the mood changes and, you know, I have this song that, you know, is the lyrics might be negative, but, you know, the music might portray a more positive light, you know, like, and so that it really just depends. And we try to, you know, in and inner, inner. work all of that together to make sure that, you know, it works.
0: That's it. Um, like you were saying in the beginning, uh, like you don't feel like you have a mental health, um, issue, but like you were saying that there's coping mechanisms that you might not even realize that yeah, you just do. Totally like a lot of people have that. You just know how to do it. So we have right, to I'm build not, out.
1: Not, uh, <laughs> dissected the question enough, but yeah. Um, Definitely when I'm going through something, for sure, I'm always listening to music. Um, really loud. You know, <laughs> just like ear Yeah, beards, ear, ear. yeah. yeah but The louder, I, the better. I think, yeah, it, it, it definitely makes me feel better. It definitely will take my mind off of something. Um, Sometimes you just got to yeah. get in your car and turn it on
2: to full volume. And just spell it out to lyrics.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I noticed one of my friends the other day. Uh, we were just sitting in the car listening to like Megadeth or something, like some hard stuff. And I just started like whistling the melody, like or whatever song it was. And he's like, dude, what are you? What the fuck? You're whistling Megadeth. Like that doesn't make any sense. But it's helping. And I noticed that. I was like, it's just comforting to me. That's why I'm <laughs> whistling it. <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. You know? So, thank you. But, and
0: everybody has different ways of dealing with their day or what could be coming up or if you've got a very busy lifestyle and it's just starting to get a little bit too yeah. much for comfort. Yeah. You know, like you said, just gaining that composure. And
2: and I think you know, also, music. You know, with, with society today, it's a lot more comforting to be vulnerable, you know, it, it, whereas back in the day it was very macho or very feminine. You know, nowadays you can be vulnerable and, you know, open up yourself to all the, all this different type of music that's out there. And so that's also a very comforting thing as well. As you know, being able to let your guard down, not always having that guard up and being vulnerable. That's the biggest thing that, you know, is helped me out is, you know, whenever I'm vulnerable, I can, you know, I come back even stronger.
0: And there's definitely a change and a shift in the way people think now and there is time now where males are looking out for males and females look out for males too and other people and people with gender everybody's looking out for each other in certain ways in the rock world i am seen it a lot myself especially like in the indie world
2: i love these guys so you know if everything if any if there's any other time where you know I might be going through something or, you know, we might be going through something. We can always rely on each other. We can be open and honest. And so that's something that's also very comforting is, you know, you don't have to, like I said, you don't have to have that guard up. You don't have to portray yourself as this. I know it all that, you know, I've got it. I don't I can do it alone. You know, we've got each other. And, you know, sometimes that's just enough, you know, being able to rely on your closest friends and being able to be vulnerable, be open with them, you know, be honest. That's the biggest thing.
0: That's it. It's always great when you feel like you've got that fallback, and it, they're not just your band, but they're your friends. It's a different connection, right. and we get treated with that as the listener. We get that as the audience because you see that whether you're in front of us or we're listening, you get that connection, and you can feel it. A lot of people who are still getting used to each other and they're a little bit mid jigsawy and they're still getting things together, you hear that displacement, but. You hear it flow through your music when you're connected, definitely.
2: Yeah.
0: If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? I know it's a big question, but Mm. what would you feel like you'd like to be remembered for? And especially as a musician, obviously.
2: I think for me, I'd like to be remembered as making an impact. Even if it's on one life, you know, just being able to have that impact that yeah. I'm. I was able to help somebody in their time of need, and yeah. you know it. I've, you know, even if it goes as far as you know, like I help save a life through one of our songs. That's how I want to be remembered as, as somebody that that's you know been there, and made an impact, and you know, for, and that that's just as a person, as a musician, you know. It's like uh, John Entwistle once said. Uh, he wants to be uh, uncopyable, and I'm not at his level—not by one bit. But you know, I just want to be somebody that you know has really changed the game, especially
1: on bass guitar. Yeah, yeah. But I would say, I would say, I would want to be the person that everybody thought about when they basically what thomas said when they needed somebody i love helping out people i actually had these two little girls come up to my door knocking on my door the other day and they were uh they were looking for or no it was one girl one little kid one little guy he was like five girls about nine they came knocking on my door looking for uh you know things to do for people uh whether it be like taking out trash or something and, you know, I text, I I kind of shrugged it off at the moment because I was, it was like nine in the morning, I was getting up and I was kind of tired, but, you know, I texted, I texted their parents or whatever, I told them to come by and I'd pay them for their hard work that they do and I just kind of, I like seeing, I like helping people, yeah, I, basically what Thomas said, yeah, I like helping people, I just want to be known as a, I guess a person that, that another person could go to if they needed something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can... Also, I want to be known as a great front man, too. Not a guitar player, I just, oh. just a front man, yeah. Yeah, you definitely
3: have the face and the hair yeah. to be a <laughs> Cornell-type face Yeah. Or, hair. or something like that, but anyways. You um, got the hair, too. I can def- oh,
4: yeah.
3: <laughs> um, I can definitely relate to what Thomas was saying about having that one song or maybe, you know, two or three that this one person plays on repeat, you know, maybe this person is struggling with suicidal thoughts or something. And they listen to this one or two songs on repeat for like a week or two or however long they're dealing with whatever they're dealing with. And that gets them through that, you know, because there's a lot of people, in my life that I know that they've done that. They've used music to get through something like that. Just because there's so many pieces out there that are so real, the the lyrics are so like deep and they can listen to that and relate to that. And it's like the artist is speaking what's happening to them. And when they understand that that artist that's famous or whatever went through the same thing that they did, it's like, it's almost like saying we're all the same. Like we all have the same type problems, even though we're all different, you know, Mm -hmm. and we can all get through it, you know, at some point. So That's it, and it's
0: about... Sometimes just our impacts, how we feel, we want to leave that impact on certain people, whether it be through our music, lyrics, or actually being out there in society and doing things that make yourself feel better, and as well as others, because it's a two-way street. When you're giving out gratitude and your time, it's definitely a way to be wanting to leave yourself something about. For sure,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: yeah, that's that's the biggest. It, I think Dave Grohl once said. Um, you know, you can sing out to 10,000 people and then 10,000 people sing it back to you for 10,000 different reasons. And yeah. so that's that's the impact that I want to have with with our music. It's pretty know, crazy
3: to think about.
2: Yeah, it's just that that's the kind of impact that we want to have as a band It's just being able to have those songs that you can relate to, you know, and it may not be for the same reason that that band wrote it about. Right.
0: And that's it. That's that's perfect how we put it, isn't it? It's, it even if it's not ten thousand, and it is. You know, when you're still new and you're still getting there, that gratitude back is is just exactly what you're after because you're giving out that you you don't ask always ask for it back, but it's certainly nice when it comes back around. Oh yeah. Mm. So, what can we look forward to coming up for the next few months for yourselves, or in the coming future, what's coming up for you guys?
1: Well, we're definitely going to be in the studio what's writing like? some new music. Yeah, um, yeah, we're going to be writing some new music, and we don't have any shows until September. But that next show's around where we live, so like we don't have to travel or anything. Yeah, um, basically, yeah, we're just gonna be writing music for the next couple months. Yeah, we're in album mode mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, we just we're we're in the mode of let's get an album out and fuck the concerts for a second let's just get some music out and then then play concerts Um, yeah Yeah. cause we tried juggling it uh,
3: the first five songs we recorded it's a lot it's a lot to do if you're trying to if you're trying to play a bunch of gigs like a gig every couple weeks even and you're trying to get stuff recorded even if you have them all figured out and You've played them a million times. It still takes time to get that final mixing and mastering on the the final recording, and that stuff just really clashes with trying to play gigs and being there on time and sound checking, make sure all of your equipment works. Because when you're in the studio, you're using their equipment. You're not using your own most of the time, unless you're recording yourself. But
2: you know, so it's a work in progress about how having to juggle, you know, shows that's and what my
3: advice would be was yeah. just do one or the other for yeah. like don't try to do both at one time. Just do recording or gigs. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. It's so. a work in progress. We're trying to we're trying to figure out that balance of, you know, shows and recording, you know, and it, yeah. you know, it's still a work in progress that yeah. we're
1: trying to figure out. We definitely all come to the conclusion now that we wanna get a full album out so that's definitely what we're going to be focusing on the next couple months
0: that's it and like you say without the fruition of bringing songs together there's there's no shows because you need to have that you know excitement too and you want some new fresh music for yourselves and i dare say you've all got ideas you're dying to get out there as well
1: yeah and we're not quite at the point where we could quit our full-time job so yeah (laughs)
2: Yeah. yeah. Not quite. I still
1: huh? need to pay rent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is a hard balance, isn't it? And you've got to try it's and wait it with
2: it's definitely hard, but you know, like I said, we with with where we're at right now with music, you know, that's kind of something that we can look forward to is, you know we like to always, you know, leave our struggles, you know, at the at the car, at the door, you know, like let's bring let's bring the music aspect of it, you know, and if and if Whatever's going on happens just that happens to you know be our be a hit song you know so be a bit when it's time to when it's time to practice it's time to practice
0: definitely so do you have any um, like collaboration plans or any future plans to want to collaborate um
2: we're definitely
1: open to collaborating it just you know it we've got collaborating offers um just like I don't know, you know, things happening, you don't end up doing it type of thing. But we've, we've gotten a couple collaboration offers or people who want to collab with us. We just haven't done one yet. And no, we don't have one lined up right now. But um, maybe yeah, sooner or later, yeah. if it's the right collaboration. I know sure. of one that
3: we almost did and we just didn't do it because it just. Yeah, it's just. The guy wasn't our genre, it wasn't even close
1: to what we were doing yeah we want someone yeah. who's kind of like doing this kind of same kind of things we're doing so it doesn't yeah. you know it doesn't throw off our music um
2: but who knows what, who knows what who knows what the future uh what the Hold. future holds for us yeah. you know so
0: definitely and sometimes there's people out there who are just dying to ask that question um really want to know what you're going to do or if they can get in on there quick with you guys cool. so i've always like to ask that question <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a little moment now And we go in to listen to your next single That we've got for tonight um, And we'll pop back again um, And we'll have a little chat about the song um, So we're going to kick it off And we're going to go ahead here now with Fufo And we'll be right back All Let's right. go So we've just heard Fufo. Um, let's find out a little bit about how we started this one.
1: Fufo, How is that?
3: That stands so, for fucking unidentified
2: flying objects. So the way,
1: okay, so the way we started yeah, that does, was me and
2: me does. and Cam. We were. This was a while ago. We were jamming. We were jamming that opening riff. Oh, it was at your house. Yeah, it was at my house. We were jamming that opening riff, and then, you know, once we got the band together, you know, we kind of, you know, oh, like, we were, we were working on this for a while now, let's see how it goes, and, you know, whenever we uh, whenever we jammed it, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this is this is cool, and then it kind of reminded us of, you know, again, it's with the extraterrestrial stuff, because we've had, aliens are real, I think, I believe aliens are real, so we, we've had, we've had a, we've had, had uh yeah, we've had a, <laughs> We've had, me and me, ourselves, uh, all of us have actually had personal experiences with, you know, aliens and stuff like that. So, you know. What we, just, we think
4: are aliens.
2: What we think are aliens. And so uh, we just wanted to write a song about, you know, like our experiences and stuff like that. So like, that's how that song really came about. And then, like I said, jamming it, we just kind of, uh, we came up with it
1: uh, a long time ago and then, you know, we brought it to the yeah. band and then. And it really, it's not, It's if you listen to it, it's not too complicated it's really just the same it's it's one riff throughout the whole song then a solo pretty much so it's you know if anybody wanted to learn it it wouldn't be too difficult so but yeah we were at thomas's house and we came up with that little bass you know what you hear in the intro the little bass intro and then we were like you know it'd sound cool if you follow the guitar with it so we did the exact the exact same thing with the guitar as we did with the bass and that's that riff and then basically it's just couple chorus chords and a solo and that's so it's not too it's not a complicated song but um it was also our first song we ever wrote yeah yeah kept it simple
0: for that one yeah Yeah, that's amazing if that's your first song that's like the power behind it just the way you've got it going together from just beginning to the end it's it's that riff that you're saying it's just so catchy but then you've balanced the words through it on top and you'll bring you can hear while you're singing it to yourself, you can just hear all that power behind yourself. It's, that was all
1: that was shit. We recorded that two years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Maybe past maybe over. So that was back when we were basically just like we had been a band, but we had just played like restaurants and stuff. You know, when you're like a restaurant band, it's like you used to go play for a Mexican restaurant. We were kinda in that little phase. And that's when we were writing this album or this that EP. Um, and that was back when I couldn't really sing that well, but, um, that's why I'm excited to get in the, in the studio now, because I think the stuff we're about to come out with is going to be really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to be better vocally. It's going to be better instrumentally. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. Um, I'm excited for that.
4: Yeah.
0: That's it, it's got that electrical like overtone as well, like you have seen with that alien feel. Mm-hmm, yeah. Definitely connecting you there. Def-
2: yeah. Definitely kind of, you know, it's out there, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Uh-huh. So we're going to come to the part now where we always ask the Nictas question, um, and then we'll come and ask you a few questions of where we can find you. Um, so it's always something we're going to ask you. It's a little deeper than most questions, and it is, what advice would you give to your younger self?
1: The advice I would give to my younger self is to not be so stubborn in my ways, you know. When I was younger, I thought the way the way that I thought everything was done is how it should be done, and that's, I really, I quickly came to find out that that's not the way it should be done, and so I think, just take the Take the stubbornness out of me, and uh, that's what I would. I'm proud. That's what my answer would be. Yeah, Yeah. I'm proud. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. just be less stubborn. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. my. uh, I think music about about things. uh, Be less stubborn about things that you know other people know about. Yeah, Yeah. I think for me musically, the advice that I would give
2: to my younger self is to be experimental, be open-minded about to all the instruments, you know, because you never know which one you're going to come up to. Because I started off playing drums and then I went to trombone. Then I went to guitar and then mm-hmm. I, you know, then I went to bass. And so you never know where life's going to take you. So just be very open-minded to what's out there, what you might be able to yeah. uh, accomplish, you know. Yeah, trying try new things. Is- and then yeah. as a person is to let go at times you know don't be worried about what other people might think just do what you know how to do best and be passionate about the things that you know what you yeah. can do and the things that you're capable of and everything will fall into place yeah.
1: and then you will be rewarded yeah if you if you stay consistent yeah
3: yeah so i started playing the drums like learning how when I was ten, I'm 23 now. So if I go back and talk to my 10, 12 year old self, um, I would probably tell him to play the guitar instead.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> drums are really expensive, <laughs> but and they're but really hard stuck. to move around. Now you're stuck. And now I'm stuck playing the drums. I have to carry a drum set everywhere I go. But now. you, but you would change it. But no, I wouldn't change it. That was just kind of joking, but I can switch. <laughs> but to give advice to a fellow drummer, I guess. Um I would definitely stay um to execute what you think is right. Don't hesitate like while you're playing cuz if you hesitate while you're playing that's the most noticeable thing you can do as a drummer Um, if you're hitting the drums and you're carrying a beat with the rest of the band and you pull back to hit the next drum or the the symbol that starts the next measure or something and you have hesitation it will come out when you hit whatever you're about to hit like it will be noticeable (laughs) and that's probably the most noticeable thing that you can do as a drummer is be hesitant. So that's what I would tell my younger self is just don't hesitate. Even if you're even if you think you're doing it wrong, just pretend you do know what you're doing, you know? Yes. Cuz that confidence is key when you're playing the drums. There's a difference between confidence and being overly prideful or arrogant you know yeah but that's what i would say
0: that's it and drums could be overpowering or not enough so like you said you've got to have that patience you've got to have that power it's got to be something that's dedication and time took like you say you could be stubborn as you were as you were feeling younger but you've got to ease up and sometimes remind yourself we're only human sometimes we could be stubborn on ourselves more than stubborn to others exactly. and that can do a good sense to us <laughs> once we learn it yeah. but now was all great advice and no advice is wrong you know it's what we learn and what we'd love to give our younger self mm-hmm. sometimes someone just came up to us in the street and said that's what you need to do it would have saved us a lot of years <laughs> yeah yeah it's
2: just sometimes you know just being able to execute is the is the best thing and you know Being
3: consistent, yeah,
2: and you know, as for like anybody out there that's you know thinking about you know trying to play music, even if you know, because I've heard a lot of people say you know, oh, I'm too old to you know pick up an instrument, or I I I wouldn't be able to, and I'm like, you never know, you you just never know what, because that's I thought the same thing, I thought I would never be able to play a guitar, and then. I, I did. Yeah,
3: the younger you start, the better.
2: But it's, but it's never too it's never too late to, you know, pick up an instrument and, right. and learn how to play it because you never know what's in store for you, what yeah. you do.
0: That's it. And a lot of people take breaks and they think they shouldn't come back now because, like you say, they've added a bit of age and they think, oh, I'm probably past it now. And, you know, you're not. It, there's, there's something out there for everybody and there's something that everybody wants to listen to.
4: Yeah.
2: Music is definitely a binder of uh, human society, and I'm, you know, I'm, I take pride in the fact that I'm able to be, be able to, well, actually be able to, you know, make music because, you know, not a lot of people might be able to, but at the same time, you know, just being, being able to connect with other humans and then take those things that I was able to, you know, connect with them about and then, you know, put it into songwriting. It's, it's very
0: rewarding. Definitely. And you put people at ease and you can see that, especially like you say before, just trying to connect with that audience that they're going to feel it when you feel it. Right. Okay. So where can we find you on social media? Where are we going to go when we start looking for you? What have we got?
2: Anywhere. So you find us on Spotify, morning moon, Facebook, morning moon, Twitter, TikTok. Twitter, morning moon. Uh, Instagram morning underscore underscore moon and then TikTok morning moon
1: band m o u r n i n g yeah. But if you look up morning, if you look up m o u r n i n g moon, it'll it should pop up on yeah. yeah. Okay,
2: right. And have and, we
0: got any merch links at the moment?
2: Uh, so we have a website called morningmoonband.com. Don't have our merch links quite, set up quite yet, but that's in the works. You know,
1: trying to. We have to get an LLC for it, and it'll be it'll be ready. But we're we're about to do that, so.
0: So we're going to have a new album upcoming over the year, and some new merch to go with it. So yes, yes, we can yes. all be ready for a nice big new set.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yes.
0: Lovely. Well, I thank you very much for coming to see us today and having this lovely interview. We've learned a lot with you, um, so much advice that. You know, like I said, for novices or people trying to get back into it, it's it's brilliant to get that insight.
4: Yeah,
2: thank you so much for having us. You know, we yes. always we always like to, you know, share our experiences, you know, as a band and as as people, you know. Yes. Thank we, you, Amy. We definitely we we definitely love to, you know, be able to impart our, you know, wisdom to everybody.
0: That's yeah. it. You can see the faces of the band sometimes and you know some people just feel like we don't get to know you enough and there's just so much more behind the music what you're trying to say and they just don't get your message once they learn a little bit more about what you're trying to say and you've got your message you you could just see it for true for your music we
2: like to to be an open book you know we like to be what you see is what you get in terms of music and as band members yeah
0: definitely and you can see that you're a brilliant band and the connection between you all is fantastic.
3: Thank
0: you. Thank you. And um, so thank you guys. And um, you can find us ourselves, Nix's Podcast on Spotify. You can find us on Amazon, Facebook. and um, We have a Discord for bands and other members who are happy to get in touch there to join up. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining Nix's Podcast tonight with Ames, Ames for the Stars, and Morning Moon. Thank you so much. You. It was nice to meet
2: you. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you all. Nice to meet you
0: and you see you soon guys thank you very much
4: yes, no thank problem. you